Hey there, and thank you for listening to the Dream Center Peoria podcast. Dream Center Peoria exists to impact families living in poverty, starting with kids and youth. If you want to learn more about what we're up to at the Dream Center, you can find us online at dreamcenterpeoria.org or on social media at Dream Center Peoria. Thanks for listening. My name's Andy King and welcome to the Dream Center podcast. As you know, we've been doing quite a few of these uh, during this time uh, with the pandemic going on. We just wanted to connect with people uh, during this time. Uh, This is a new podcast series called New Reality. And uh, what we thought we would do in these last few uh, podcasts is really highlight some of the volunteers that make the Dream Center work. And there is so many volunteers. Literally, we could have have hundreds of podcasts just with so many different volunteers. Uh, But we've just highlighted and and handpicked a few. Uh, As you can see, Sherry is with us today, our volunteer coordinator. How are you doing, Sherry? Um, Sherry, I want you, if, if, if it'd be great, to... Um, introduce who's with us today, uh, and then let's get find out a little bit about him. Okay. Today, uh, we have an awesome volunteer with us. His name is Ed Wachowski, and he does a lot um, around the shelter, and I, I'm not sure how long he's been with the Dream Center, but we'll find out. So, Ed, okay. can you tell us a little bit about you and how long you've been volunteering at the Dream Center? Sure. Um I have probably been volunteering, my guess is five years, give or take a year here or there. Um, and I have, I've been helping as kind of a handyman more often than not. Um, I have a background that has nothing to do with it, except for my father was a carpenter and handyman. But yeah, I've been a nurse in the past. I've been a youth minister in the past. I worked in HR for a hospital in the past. Um, but I really, I've linked, I've locked in on, uh, on volunteering, doing something that's kind of unique, mm-hmm. uh, that I love and that it seems like not that many people do of doing the handyman volunteering. Right. Right. I know just recently, uh, the floor in project 309, that area, I know you and possibly Mike Hazelbush, I don't know. Uh, he, fix, he fix delegated floor. to me. He delegated. <laughs> yeah, I this think you are doing the, wor- the actual work, but the floor looks great. Yeah, thank you. He, right. Actually, Mike is the guy that got me involved uh, indirectly. Mike okay. used to work for my wife. And, okay. And then I actually got involved with the Dream Center. So it was because of him that I even got plugged in in the first place. So word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And with so, and you mentioned it, um, Ed, what you do is something that people aren't knocking our door down to do. Um, and that's the behind the scenes. Um, if a counter needs fixed in one of the villages, if a fridge needs to be moved, if there's some carpentry that needs to be done, give us a little bit of the scope of what you do when you come in. And I know it's always different, but perhaps one, Perhaps we could highlight one of the more unique things you've perhaps done. Uh, And then also just what you do, you know. 
Well, um, yeah, it's it's kind of whatever needs to be done, but it's mostly got the handyman bent. So if the plumbing's messed up, I can help out. If the uh, yeah carpentry, I can do cabinets and I can do painting, and uh, a lot of that happens with the you know the the village and all the floors up and down. There's just kind of keeping it up and keeping it respectable. I mean, uh, the, the shelter is now uh, so pretty. Uh, <laughs> it, it's brand new. So there's not a lot to do there, honestly. But um, yeah, from the basement all the way to the top floor, I've been up on the roof uh, doing different things. I mean, unique stuff that I've been doing is that it is an old building. And twice I've had the blessing of being there when in the basement is flooded. So I've had that kind of fun. And uh, hopefully most people haven't experienced the flooded basement, but it's kind of destructive. So mopping and using a shop vac and taking out carpeting and, and just trying to get it back up and running. It's it, things that happen that you have to, you have to deal with. And I do well, it at a part time. One of the one of the flooding stories actually was um, I don't know if you were involved in cleaning this up or not, but you probably were. But uh, Sherry, she's saying she was on a missions trip. We think she just went on vacation, and uh, and she's in the Dominican Republic somewhere, and she had had this amazing idea, and it is, and it's working. She had this amazing idea of creating a hair salon at the dream center so that we could um as as our homeless guests come in if they needed a haircut which we take for granted (laughs) especially right now during the pandemic everyone's like when are we going to get my haircut but you imagine being homeless with no money trying to get a haircut it's very hard and so sherry said let's create a hair salon at the dream center i took a few months to build and the opening of it, Sherry actually was on this missions trip. And so we had, I mean, literally, there was a good hundred people that came through that day. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Well, all I remember is getting a call from Chip, who is over all of our maintenance and buildings and grounds. And he said, Andy, uh, the basement ceiling is bulging and about to cave in. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. And what had happened was we had used a water line uh, for draining all of the the sinks in the hair salon. Uh, we'd used a line that hadn't been used probably in a good 10 years. This bathroom had not been used. And so all of this came through and the pipe blew. And uh, I remember going downstairs with uh, with Chip and I mean, this was, you know, a good foot bow in the actual ceiling. And he had to come in with a drill just to drain it quick. <laughs> we, had to, we had to cut all the ceiling out. We had to mop it all up. And Sherry had no idea because she was I didn't. Um, on a missions he, trip. He emailed me and told me, Ed, did you have to clean that up? If you did, I'm so sorry. I did help. It wasn't just me, but... I was definitely, I was blessed by being able to do a lot of mopping and chop vacuum. It go, it, it really travels well, water. It keeps oh. going downhill. It's I, amazing. Did, I did not know it flooded 
uh, I didn't know it flooded before then. So it's happened before my time, it sounds like, Andy. So. Oh, well, there's different areas of the basement that's yeah. famous for flooding, for sure. And, and Ed would know about that. Ed, well, um, I know you've worked with some amazing people over the years, um, obviously staff as well as um, other volunteers. Any spring to mind of just some of the other faithful people that you've worked with? Well, honestly, the the first one, I mean, is the current maintenance man I spend most of my time with is Tim. Right. And uh, you had before this, you had told me to think about some stories that stand out. And honestly, this is it's in a way silly, but I love that beyond doing what he's supposed to do, the guy goes around with a spray bottle and washes the windows on every floor as far as for the the entryways that in and out of the apartments up there every single day yeah. and it's just it's 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 a funny little thing but i mean you all get this is that you want the residents and the staff to take take some pride in where they're living and i mean it's a big part i mean the the mental side of things the emotional sides of things uh as far as for um feeling good about yourself, your life, where you're going, having some hope, really. It's just all kind of tied into some of that little stuff. And if you're you're living in a it's if you're living in a, a trash heap, I guess I'd say, um, which I mean literally some people have been, obviously, um, it just it does something to you. It it yeah. breaks you down some and, and you don't want that. I mean hence why y'all put all the effort and money into fixing up the, the homeless shelter and make it something beautiful. So yeah. it's right along those lines. And we found, um, you know, and, and again, we, we wanted to try and recreate how homeless shelters should be. We, not that every homeless shelter in the world is bad because they're not, yeah. but they can sometimes be a, just an edge. And we just felt it's, for us, it was time to really raise the level of dignity and compassion and purpose, but especially the dignity. Um, and what our workers have found out is that, and it's exactly what you, you're talking about where Tim is going around and spraying and it lifts everything. It lifts the, uh, the air of the place. And it, and that's what's happened on the homeless shelter floor. When you talk to, uh, Christy or Chris since we've opened the homeless shelter floor and we've got this beautiful space now the atmosphere up there has changed and even some of the like you talk about the attitude towards things and live in a certain way has lifted and even in behavior we don't see as much we still see some you know fights and things like that that's just part of <laughs> what we do but it's nothing like what it used to be where everyone was crammed onto one floor. Now people can spread out. We went from, you know, 56 square feet for dining to 1200 square feet for dining. So, you know, people aren't sitting on top of each other when they're eating. Um, and so I, th I think that's, that's really crucial. What you're mentioning about Tim and so many others. I mean, we've, we've really tried to, um, bring the core values out to everyone that works at the dream center that 
there's so many ways we can serve people, not just by what we do, but how we say it, the place, the actual physical facility. Um, so we can't do that without guys like you, Ed, that are there helping uh, each and every day in different areas. You, you mentioned the village. And for those who are maybe tuning in, don't know anything about the Dream Center, the village is our next step from our homeless shelter. So we serve women and children, fathering dads, and also families that are homeless. They can come into our homeless shelter. Uh, in the last year, we've taken the space onto two floors, going from 70 beds to 125 beds. And, um, and, and from there, that's like the doorway into Dream Center. And what we feel is the doorway into ending homelessness within that family. And so what happens then is as they come into the homeless shelter, our caseworkers start then working with those families, the single parent mom, uh, the father and dad, to get them then into one of our 21 apartments, which is what we call the village. And the village is there to transition people back into society. We help them find jobs. We help them save. We help them with different educational needs, maybe, or uh, work needs, getting uniforms, things like that. And so what Ed does is he's like the volunteer maintenance guy with, our, uh, with Tim uh, and some of our other staff to be able to keep that level of dignity up in each of those apartments. And, um, and Ed, what, do you have any stories or anything of just um, working and being around some of the people that we serve, like especially to do with just their thanks or how people act around you? Well, um, it is... You know, the, the people that really stand out to me are, it probably correlates with the success stories because the people that stand out to me are the ones that they, they come in to the Dream Center and it does, it lifts them up and gets them to a point where they can function again in, in society and they're, and they're starting I mean, some of them are volunteering at the Dream Center and, and some of them are working jobs outside of that, but they're, they're taking those steps and there was a, definitely they're coming from a place where they're down on their luck, whether, I mean, whether, I mean, it's just straight homelessness, lost a job or whether it's, I mean, through the generations, I mean, just haven't had uh, what most of us take for granted. And um, I mean, some of the people that work at the front desk at this point in time, um, that, that just share a lot of love and give a lot of hope. And some of the, and there, there's a couple ladies that do the, they they do kind of housekeeping stuff. They're mopping floors and cleaning up and that's, that's their, um, that's their work there and that's their giving back. And I mean, there's, I mean, I don't have big interactions with these people. It's just little hellos and how you doing and um, just encouraging each other. That's, it's really, it's fun because I mean, I see, you know, I'm not there every day. And so uh, it's great when 
I can see that there's progress being made because I really love people doing better in their life. Yeah. It's kind of what has even linked all my, my jobs and my volunteering together is that I love doing whatever I can to help them be in a better place, feel better, uh, be trying to meet some of their hopes and dreams. Um, and so when these people, uh, one of the guys, you know, he got, he got hurt and he can't do his, his job that he used to. It was construction type job. He can't do it now, but he's able to get back on his feet and, and work in the front desk. And, uh, he's, he's a joy to be around, honestly. And it's just really exciting to see him come from a low spot. Um, well, I think he just has one child, but come from a low spot when he came in there and to be able to have some hope. And I mean, he's a fellow that's going to make, make a difference in a lot of people's lives. Yeah. He's there all the time and he's, he's able to shine yeah. a little bit for Jesus there. And it's really awesome. Yeah. And, and his story, I know exactly who you're on about. And his story is one of those things that as he starts talking to people, he'll, he'll tell you straight away about how he was, but how he is now. And just this, this spark of this little job at the front desk, he's able to, to talk to so many people that come into that building, especially right now with, with the pandemic going on. That's the only in and out of the building. So anyone that tries to come into the building, whether it's the delivery guys, whether it's people dropping off food, whether it's people bringing a meal, he's like the ray of light down there, which is, which is yeah. awesome because of where he came from, <laughs> you know, yeah. he, he wouldn't have been like that a good year or two ago. So that's uh, so amazing. Sherry, I know that you do an amazing job with volunteers, um, just connecting people into the right places um, and at the right time. Can you tell us a little bit about how people can do that, how they can get involved? Sure. And, and what, what may be some of the needs we have right now? So the best way to get involved is to go out to our website, www.dreamcenterpeoria.org. Um, click the Get Involved Volunteer Here button, and then we can get in touch with them, send them the information they need, and then I always meet with the person one-on-one so we can figure out what the best spot, what the best place is for them to volunteer at Dream Center. Um, you know, right now with the kids being out of school, we don't have the, the tutoring need that we had, but come fall, we'll, we'll be needing people to help with tutoring. Uh, we'll be needing people to help with sorting through clothes, donations. Um, we have a, a craft time on Fridays that we can always use help with. There's lots of different areas. Um, if a small group or an organization would like to sponsor a meal for the shelter, um, that's something that's going on right now that we can use help for. We have the the food, DCP food going on on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays where people can donate food as well. So uh, right now, there aren't a lot of hands-on things people can volunteer for, but there are still things people can do either as a group or uh, donating type things, food type items. So, And people can go onto the website as well. Um, and just click on the coronavirus tab 
um, to be able to see how they can get involved. You, you mentioned the food, you know, the village that uh, we've been talking to Ed about where he, he serves predominantly the most, wouldn't you say, Ed, that's where you, yeah. um, you know, we made gift bags up uh, just last Friday full of groceries. Uh, they didn't know it was coming. We just knocked on the door and gave them groceries um, that all came from this community driving to one of three places. Like you just mentioned the three, pla- three days. Tuesdays were at Germantown Hills at Great Oaks Church. Wednesday were down at the Dream Center. Thursdays were at Northwoods Community Church. We're in the parking lots and people just drive up. We have a table there and we can either go and take the items out of the car or if people don't want to be around anyone which we've had some people like that they get out and we'll go and put it on the table and then we go and get it on the table put it in the into the truck we bring up that all to the dream center sort everything and then we're dispersing it to families who are in need and uh, some of the families that were in need were the people who live in the village just last week Uh, and we have calls coming in and we work with other churches and food pantries things like that um, and again, that's just another way of seeing a need and filling it and trying to abide by all the different things right now of what we can and can't do. Uh, we know people are in need and that's what we do, right? And so, so we're trying to do it where we're not having all the volunteers at the Dream Center. We, we've got very small groups going in uh, to sort the food and, and get it out. And, and so if you want to be involved with that, there is no application for that. You, you just show up at one of those three locations between 10 and noon and, uh, and we'll get the food to the people it needs to get to. So, um, Ed, just one last thing. What would you say to someone who's thinking about, uh, volunteering at the dream center? What, what would you encourage them with? Um, my encouragement, honestly, is uh, beyond that list that Sherry just shared. Uh, what I've seen is that if you have a real desire and a passion for something, you see a need, there's real potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the beginning, you mentioned uh, my buddy Mike Hazelbush. He started something mm-hmm. with with y'all at the Dream Center. It wasn't. Yeah. It did not exist, and now he's teaching the kids how to work in a, on cars and bikes and they're working with woodworking and electrical and print shop. And I mean, there's all kinds of cool things now. I mean, that's a, an extreme example, but yeah, if you, if you see a need, whether it's with the dream center or with society, I guess you'd say, and helping people get back on their feet, mm-hmm. there's some potential. Yeah. It's not, you, you can't just, show up with an idea and no muscle behind it. But right. I mean, if you're willing, there's a chance to make a real big difference. Mm-hmm. For sure. Good. Well, Ed, I, I want to thank you for your time today. Not just today, uh, everything that you do at the dream center. And uh, I, I know uh, you're probably itching to get down there <laughs> and doing stuff. I don't know if they have, have you been down there during the, the whole uh, lock in? I've driven by. I've talked to Tim. <laughs> but I can't go in. They won't let me yeah. in. So <laughs> yeah. what do we do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Now, if there's a major a major thing happen, like you know something really goes, don't bad. even say don't don't. Yeah, say I know, that. I know. We'll, we'll give, we know who to call. Let's put it that way. Um, but it has been quiet um, and down there anyway. But uh, stuff is still going on, and I, I just want to thank you for everything you've been involved with up to this point and into the future. Yep. And uh, Sherry, thank you for being on the podcast today yep. as well. Yep. I want to thank Ed too for everything. We really appreciate all that you do at Dream Center and you do make an impact. So thank you. Yeah. It's fun. I want to be used by God in some ways. So I appreciate the outlet, honestly. So good. It works great. Works both ways. Thank you, Ed. Well, again, if you are wanting to get involved with the Dream Center or just find out about the Dream Center in Peoria, uh, please go to uh, dreamcenterpeoria.org slash get involved if you want to get involved and there's many other places you can even look around the building and all different types of things on that website or follow us on social media at dream center peoria that's another great way to stay connected during this time and again please check back with us we're going to be having some more podcasts coming up in the next few weeks we appreciate you listening till next time thanks again for listening to the dream center peoria podcast we hope you enjoyed the episode If you know of anyone that would be interested in hearing about what we just talked about, we would encourage you to share this episode with them. Be sure to stay tuned for future episodes. Thanks.